Extravaganza, featuring reviews of horror flicks, both old and new. It's best that you take the load off yourself, no freaking girls, and let's get right into the show. And now, for your host. Uh, um, could you turn the music off, please? Yes, 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 thank you very much. As you can tell by my $5 budgeted British accent, I'm not the worst in wonder. In fact, I should be the future host for his episodes. But that's besides the point. My name is Simon Ferocious, and I'll be filling in for the Western Wonder for this episode. Why, you may ask? <laughs> because I sent him on a slow boat to Nigeria. Oh, oh, it's only a joke, my dear people. Or what is it that blimey Western Wonder calls you bunch? Ah. Is it podcast listeners? <laughs> Such a weird way to address his viewers. But that's beyond me. Your beloved host is actually on a holiday at the moment, so I was called in to replace him for the day. Anyways, today's movie I'll review holds a near and dear place in my heart for the fact that it is based in my hometown. That movie is none other than an American werewolf in London, directed by John Landis. Hmm. His name sounds familiar. I think the Western Wonder Man previously reviewed one of his films. Coming to America, is it? Could any of you check and see if it's a good review or not? Ah, darn it to hello, I just did an unintentional plug for him. Uh, let's just get on with this review. Right after we take a look at the trailer and take an ad from a lovely up-and-coming podcast. See how effortlessly I did that? I told you that I should be the- Oh, trailer and ad break. Isn't this fun? Lovely stroll on the moors. Did you hear that? I heard that. What is it? You think it's a dog? Nice doggy. Good boy. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. A wolf. My friend Jack was just here. Told me that I will become a monster in two days. Your dead friend, Jack. Yes. You gotta believe me, David. Believe what? You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. But what? You'll become. I know. I know. A monster. Naked American man stole my balloon. What? What did I do last night? You don't remember? The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. Run! Good Lord. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Let's take a look at this story, shall we? It's rather dark and grim and filled with... Oh, what does he call it? Oh yes, spoilers ahead. So be warned if you've never watched this movie before. Anyways, here's how the story goes. Two friends and college kids, David portrayed by David Norton and Jack portrayed by Griffin Dunn, 
were on a sightseeing trip in Europe, and the stop they make is based in Yorkshire, Northern England. After riding countryside with goats and visiting a local pub with some rather menacing bar patrons who look down at a duo, the two friends talk about their lives before realizing that they're lost without a proper map and in the middle of the moors. At night. Do you think it could get any worse from there? <laughs> well, since this is a horror movie, unfortunately, it does. Jack and David are subject to an abrupt, brutal werewolf attack on a moor. Jack succumbs to his wounds while David is saved by the part patrons who come just in time to kill the animal. While he survives the attack, David is left in a coma for several weeks, and when he comes to his senses, he is about to be in for a very rude awakening around him. Everyone who works at the hospital where David's body was dispatched to, Hill, doesn't believe his story of a werewolf attacking him and his deceased friend, and believe it was a mentally deranged human who attacked them instead. Speaking of his deceased friend, <laughs> Jack returns to the uneasy David's sight in the form of a grotesque zombie, whose features get more and more grim and creepy to look at as this film progresses, to give him some bad news. While he was fortunate enough to recover from the accident, a curse was planted on him. This curse makes David turn into a rabid, bloodthirsty werewolf at night, if the moon is anywhere near his peripheral vision. Even worse, the suggestion Jack passes on to David to break his curses to take his own life in the process. I would like to, if I may, break a standard practice that this western wonder does by honestly saying that I have nothing but positive to say about this movie. Uh, where do I start? I try to keep things as condensed as possible. The storyline flows very well, and the horror elements easily balance off of the comedic elements. It's definitely a switch-up from a full-on horror movie on how it handles the movie's atmospheric oddities. For example, the comedy of Jack's corpse being very lively and David, in turn, never questioning why he's able to see or speak to him. Can I have a piece of toast? Get the fuck out of here, Jack. Thanks a lot. I can't take this. Am I asleep now, awake or what? I realize I don't look so hot, David. But I thought you'd be glad to see me. David! You're hurting my feelings. Hurting your feelings? Has it occurred to you that it might be unsettling to see you rise from the grave to visit me? Sorry to be upsetting you, David. But I had to come. This totally would have contrasted to a comedy-free horror movie where David's hallucinations of seeing Jack's corpse would have been dramatized to a T, with louder, scarier music in tow, and the stereotypical ghost of zombie corpse warning the protagonist of a tragic demise to be foreseen in their future. So you can truly appreciate that breath of fresh air involved. The cast also turned into terrific performances, from the dynamic of Dunn and Norton's Jack and David characters to Norton and Jenny Agutta, who plays nurse Alice Price an eventual love interest for the troubled David. Also filling out the movie's runtime are the bar patrons. One actor I didn't recognize out of the bunch was a very young Rick Mayall, who you may know for his performance in the 90s flick Drop Dead Fred. I wonder if the Western Wonder knows he's missing out on a 30th anniversary review of that film. <laughs> but one of the most sudden, yet unintentionally hilarious lines from this bunch comes from this scene. It's almost full moon. You change. That's enough. That's enough. 
Speaking of intentional hilarious lines, there's one scene that happens later in the movie where the nurse tries to calm down David, who is forcibly trying to be arrested by a constable, and backfires during this debacle, is a perfect reminder of what not to say in London in the real world. At least back then. There's gonna be a full moon tonight, I'm going to the cops! David, please be rational. Let's go to Dr. Hirsch. Yeah, be rational, sure. I'm a fucking werewolf, for Christ's sake. David! Officer! Officer, I killed those people last night. You did, did you? He's playing a silly joke. You be quiet. We have an argument, he's being silly. I don't know this girl. All right, you two, move along, right? Come on, David. Look, come on, I want you to arrest me, you asshole. There's no call for that kind of language. Queen Elizabeth is a man! Prince Charles is a faggot! Winston Churchill is bullshit! That's enough! No! David, me. please! Shakespeare's French! Fuck! Shit! Cut! Shit! Come on, that's enough! David, please! Or maybe the Queen could still say, off with his head. Or, best at the Queen of Hearts. Ah, oh, I lost my mental notation. What was I about to mention next? Oh yes, I remember now. The makeup, provided by Rick Baker, makes for some of the most visually mesmerizing and menacing scenes scattered throughout the movie. The one major standout being, what else, but David's graphic transformation into a werewolf. Director John Landis, fascinated with Baker's work, let him go above and beyond with this particular scene, which took multiple weeks to shoot and puppeteers to maneuver the were-creature. Through the hard work, we have a scene that's spine-tingling and fascinating as you simultaneously feel the pain of David going through the transformation and your mind pondering, how did the crew pull off this scene so well? Um, before the obligatory Google search, of course. <laughs> the Oscar win for Baker, also historically the first winner in the best makeup category after his creation in 1982, and further work in other horror films and videos, most notably the music video for Thriller, performed by the late great King of Pop himself, Michael Jackson, was definitely worth it. You could even say it was sensational. To quote that one rapper, what was his name? He always talks about the opposite sex belonging to the streets. Ah yes, the future. If there was one thing that I'd say the movie falls flat on is the slow pacing at times. The two biggest downers in terms of slow pacing are the hospital sequences. Minus the Jack and David dialogue since that's important on the story-driven end. And that amazing transformation that doesn't feel like two minutes but still felt dragged on a bit too long. But with that minor flaw aside, it gets a, a fantastic or a yee-haw-tastic? I never understood these devilishly odd ratings. In a numerical sense, a 9.5 out of 10, and on the Western Wonders Blood Meter chart, a 4 out of 5. A visual masterpiece all around with a booming score from Elmer Bernstein, great makeup work from Rick Baker, terrific direction, and cast performances. You must check it out as the Halloween season comes to a close these next couple of days. And if you don't, well, let's just say you have no soul to see some visual craftsmanship of his finest. And that concludes another addition to the horror movie extravaganza. I hope all of you lovely pedestrians, no, no, that, that isn't right, podcast listeners out there have enjoyed this review from I, Dr. Simon Rogers Mercury Ferocious III. Do stay tuned for more to come from the Western Wonder, whenever he returns from holiday. In the meantime, you should subscribe to his Wicked Show on whatever platform you so choose to listen to. From Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to iHeartRadio, to TuneIn, to Amazon Music. He obviously wasn't kidding when he said he's everywhere. On his social media, you can follow him via Twitter, 
at reviews underscore Weston or via his Instagram at Western Reviews Official. I hope to see you all again. Uh, wait, why is there glowing eyes staring at me from a distance? Why is it getting closer? <gasps> oh my god! It's a whip! <laughs>